Hello and welcome to the Crypto CFOs podcast. My name is Taylor Zork, and today we have Sharon Yip. Sharon is a CPA, a CCE, MBA, and MST, and she is a crypto tax expert. She is the founder of Crypto Tax Advisors LLC and the co-founder of Polygon Advisory Group. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I just wanted to start by just getting a quick intro from you and just seeing um, how it is that you got involved in this crazy world of crypto. Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, I have been in public accounting for more than 13 years and then in corporate for maybe five to six years before I uh, got into crypto in 2017. So it's, I don't remember the details. It's pure just like a uh, you know, coincidence or something that someone introduced me to Bitcoin and then I was just out of curiosity. I invested a very small amount of money, but and then I started to look into more about the whole thing. Uh, what is cryptocurrency, you know, blockchain and other stuff. And then I got hooked. And at that time, um, when I first started, it was before the 2017 bull run near the end of the year. And then things start to pick up. And then I was like, okay, this is very interesting. Let me put in more money to see how things go. And I started to invest in different coins, not just Bitcoin and uh, got very interested in it and then the bull run of course is like created a you know like everybody was crazy i'm like oh my goodness uh, i still remember one day i was going skiing and then i, I placed a trade and and then i i sold it like within a few hours i earned more than two thousand dollars i'm like oh my goodness within a few hours i should just quit my job you know to do this but anyway uh so yeah so and then of course 2018 came and then the market you know, crashed. Uh, so many people got stuck and including myself, uh, I guess the human greed and you know all the excitement things did get to us. But anyway, so uh, 2018 came and then I realized that I have to report my crypto taxes. How do I do it? And I started to look for guidance, IRS guidance, you know, and try to find other, uh, you know, I was doing my own tax return, um, at that time, but I'm like, okay, I may need a CPA. But I, I talked to a few people, none of them, they have no idea what exactly is crypto even. I'm like, okay, I'm back to myself. <clears throat> so I started to learn and I have to figure out how to report my own crypto taxes. And then I, it, it, you know, I realized that, wait a second, if I cannot do my hand on my crypto taxes, you know, think about all the other crypto investors. I was very active in uh, crypto investor groups, like all kinds of different channels. And I know there are many, many people out there who will need this help. So I decided to study this. And at that time I uh, left my corporate job and then I decided to just form my own uh, crypto tax practice. That's how I started. That's great. Yeah, I think that um, many of us, we kind of had to be thrown into the fire to really learn learn this stuff. And I think being an investor is a really great way to, to kind of do mm -hmm. that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so as a CPA and a crypto tax expert, what are some of the biggest challenges you face in your practice? Well, just like I mentioned, <laughs> almost nobody knows about this thing, right? Even even though now it's a lot better, but still, this is a new territory. And also this is a highly specialized territory just because uh, there's almost no guidance out there, right? The, the IRS did issue some guidance and uh, there are some like legislations, you know, a lot of different news out there, but it's very confusing. Uh, so I would say uh, several big challenges. One is, of course, lack of uh, enough guidance. Uh, unlike traditional tax accounting, you can follow a lot of different well-established rules. And this is a new territory. You have to figure many things out on your own, uh, which is very difficult. And also because only very small percentage of uh, accountants uh, 
uh, doing this kind of work, you, 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 you don't really have a lot of people you can talk to, to try to learn, try to, you know, bounce ideas. So you're pretty much on your own. So one big challenge is that uh, it's very lonely. Uh, in this space. <laughs> and um, also, of course, uh, this is the first of all, and then the risk is also very high uh, because, you know, especially now we all, all know that the IRS is going after crypto investors because many people did not report or under report or incorrectly report uh, their crypto taxes. Then, you know, uh, if you are a crypto tax practitioner, uh, people come to you with the expectation that everything you do will be correct. But that's not the case because many things is not under our control, even though we want it to be correct. Uh, but one big thing we have to rely on more, much more than the traditional accountants who are doing such as like bookkeeping, uh, tax return preparation, uh, because uh, most of the software for those kind of work, they are already well established, uh, very well run. Uh, for crypto, uh, crypto tax software or crypto accounting software, it's still, I would say, not so mature. Uh, it's getting a little bit better, uh, but because uh, a crypto, you know, is different than traditional um, uh, like investment because it's like something new all the time, especially in the DeFi area, you know, new protocols, uh, all kinds of new things coming out almost on a daily basis. So the software industry is having a big, I mean, a hard time trying to catch up with all the changes. There's no way they can build uh, features fast enough to catch up on all those new changes. So for us, there's really not much we can do because we rely on the source data and rely on a software that can correctly import and process the information. Uh, so we end up having to do a lot of manual work to try to make things work, but that's very difficult for us. Yeah, I think that's been my biggest challenge in doing um, both myself and all the family members that I've gotten involved in crypto's uh, taxes um, is, I end up having to do it in Excel because as, as you state, um, the, the, the crypto tax software, if you have different exchanges or DeFi wallets, they don't necessarily know where to pull basis in from. So I always tell people basis is like the, the holy grail of crypto accounting, right? If you don't have your basis, then you end up paying taxes on your proceeds, which mm -hmm. can make, make a tremendous difference. So, oh yeah, um, definitely. And then, and then to your other point about it being a lonely space, I know when I was working with TrustSwap, it was DeFi summer when we launched, July 2020. So um, I'm having to, to learn for myself and figure out by putting on my accounting theory hat, how do I account for LP tokens? How do I account mm -hmm. for the revenues that those generate in these pools? Um, yep. So it's it, there's a lot of challenges. Luckily, I, I was able to connect with Dr. Sean Stein-Smith and uh, my mm -hmm. friend Joey, uh, Joey Joseph Ryan, who was the CFO of Gilded at the time, Gilded Finance. So we yeah. would have these little meetings of the minds, but um, that was that was kind of the only like help I had in the space was was meeting with other people like that. So mm -hmm. that's very interesting that you say that. Um, so in your experience, you've alluded to a little bit of it so far, but what are some of the common mistakes that individuals and businesses make when it comes to accounting for their crypto assets for tax purposes? Uh, a few things that we see all the time. One is that uh, they they don't have, of course, because this is complicated, they're not the expert. So they, they are good at what they do, uh, but they don't understand uh, the tax and accounting impact uh, or treatment. Um, and so many people, what they did was they just uh, listen to things on the internet. 
like a lot of social media and I have seen so many YouTube videos, people who are not accountants at all. And they did put up the disclaimer, I'm not an accountant. However, the whole video is about, you know, how to handle this from a tax or accounting perspective. I'm like, oh my goodness. But since because they, 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 they know how to talk, they are really good uh, speakers. So people trust them, they believe them, even though if they say they are not accountants, they still, no, so for example, like uh, in earlier years, many people thought that uh, like-kind exchange applies to crypto. So they have been trading coin for coin. And when they came to us, they said, hey, we need help. I said, how long have you been doing this? He, he, then they are like, okay, several years. I said, so how did you report your prior year uh, taxes? He said, I, I, no, I, I, I didn't have to until this year. I said, why? Why? Because I never cash out. So I've been just doing like-kind, so coin for coin. <laughs> So this year I did need to take out some money. Uh, so that's why I, I think I will need to report. I'm like, no, <laughs> you have to report every single year. Yeah. <laughs> so things like that, um, people, you know, just uh, a lot of myths and misunderstandings, uh, and, but people didn't know better. So they just follow the wrong advice and end up getting into trouble. We have people coming to us, uh, they already received a RS notice. And then we look at that and we're like, okay, well, because they, the IRS received a 1099 from uh, uh, Coinbase, for example, and showing like over a million dollars of uh, gross sales receipt, but there's no basis. So the IRS sent this person uh, a notice with the tax assessment and penalty and interest. And it's very severe, it's a huge amount. And they were panicking. They were like, I have never seen $1 million in my life. How did I end up with this? I'm like, well, because you keep trading and trading, it adds up very quickly. Even if you invest a small amount, just keep accumulating. If you are doing very frequent trading, it adds up very quickly. And so uh, Coinbase only has your uh, sales proceed information because you know that's in their database. They don't know your basis. You know, if you bought some coin somewhere else and transferred to Coinbase to start trading, there's no way they know. You know, um, so that's that's why. And you, so what we did was we just uh, go back and help them reconcile everything, and uh, you know, send the report to the IRS with a uh, mock-up uh, amended return. And uh, we fortunately we were able to in 100% of the cases. Uh, yeah help wow. uh, the, the clients get away from yeah the test notices yeah that's great yeah um one thing I, I continuously hear from people is that like oh this is so complicated for me there's no way the irs is going to be able to figure this out well they might not be able to figure it out right now but eventually they will be able to and if you've been willingly knowingly not filing your taxes for crypto they can come after you the the statute of limitation goes away so um whether they know or not right now, they have forensic accounting firms like, uh, what is it, Coin? Um, chain analysis? Chain analysis, yep. And there's then there's multiple others that yep. are, if they don't, if they're not contracted by the IRS now, they will be eventually and they'll be able to track you. Most people have KYC'd at some point. So your yep. identity is, is, is able to be tracked. It's all public. So yeah, um, yeah. Very, very good point. A exactly. So Especially under the new law, uh, the exchanges are supposed to start uh, issuing 1099. I think uh, 2023 is the first year, yep. uh, even though I heard there's a, maybe a delay. But either way, uh, for example, like Coinbase, uh, Kraken, Gemini, they have already been issuing 
1099. I think in many cases, it's a 1099 miscellaneous for at least for like if you are, have been staking, you know, receiving interest income, things like that, uh, there will be exposure. And then, of course, the question on top of uh, 1099 about digital currency also will draw attention. If you check yes, then the IRS most likely uh, would expect to see some crypto transactions reported on your tax return. When they don't see anything, they were like, "Why? Well, this guy says yes, but there's nothing. So let's look into it. Uh, also, another thing is that many, many people, um, probably they, they, they are not aware, unlike in a, a, court, a court case, uh, you are innocent until proven guilty. However, from a IRS perspective, you are guilty until you are proven innocent. <laughs> so they can assess uh, tax, okay? Send you a tax notice based on information they have. They don't care about the missing information. In this situation, it's mostly a cost basis. If they receive information from an exchange or somewhere saying that you sold crypto for a million dollars, okay, cumulatively, uh, but that information has no basis information. So the IRS is going to uh, slap you with a tax bill based on $1 million of income. And since it has no basis, it's not a 1099B, then it will be treated actually as ordinary income. We have seen that not only that uh, they may even, uh, you know, assess your self-employment tax saying that, hey, you are running a business uh, receiving so much ordinary income. So it's it's very uh, you know uh, it can be yeah it, it can be a very scary situation that you have to yeah deal with. Absolutely, um, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so as a as a as the owner of a tax practice that specializes in the crypto industry, how do you go about finding and hiring professionals to join your team, and how do you ensure that your team members are up to date on the latest developments in both the tax and crypto worlds? Yeah, this is definitely a big challenge uh, because this is a new niche. Uh, like I said, you know, almost nobody knew about it. So we have to train people from scratch and finding people is a huge challenge. We have not been able to successfully find a lot of qualified candidates uh, to do the work. And we ended up having to go outside the, the accounting uh, industry by hiring some people who are personally in crypto. Um, you know, they have good analytical skills, things like that, but they are in a totally different area or having a different totally job, but they're interested in doing this kind of work. So we hire them and we train them. I would say the success rate is not so good uh, because if you don't have accounting background, it's difficult to understand a lot of things, even though you can do the basic things or more the more mechanical kind of tasks, but that's just, you know, not too far you can go. Uh, so now we are switching to hiring accountants because that's very critical. We realize that, however, many accountants still don't want to handle this. Okay, so mm -hmm. it's very difficult to find. So our mandatory requirement is, first of all, regardless of your background, your education, you must be personally a crypto investor because that's how you can truly understand how things work. We can definitely teach you, but if it's going to be just a theory, right? You don't really get to see uh, things and it will be so much faster if you are already personally doing it. And then we 
teach you something, you are like, oh yeah, I know, I know because I, I am doing it myself, right? And, and it's, it also you will have a lot um, more power when you talk to clients because they can see that you are, you have your skin in the game and also they can see you are part of them. So we build, we are able to attract so many clients because when we talk to them, they realize that, oh my goodness, you're part of us. I trust mm -hmm. you. So that's how, that's the very critical thing. But going back to your question, uh, we, at this point, we have been just like, you know, posting, uh, we use mostly LinkedIn for uh, finding candidates and also by referral, you know, sometimes people, they join us and we do have people that say, hey, you know, I have a friend who is also doing the same thing and he's interested in what I'm doing here. Can, can you, you know, and I say, okay, if we have an opening there, definitely we'll, uh, are happy to, you know, interview that person. And that's how we are able to, you know, find some people actually through internal referrals. That's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's a major challenge. I know that when I was working with TrustSwap, um, I, I had to end up doing all the bookkeeping and everything up mm -hmm. top down because I, I, there was no one I could find to help me do the work. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a major challenge and, and that's part of what we're trying to solve here. I think that one of the courses I'm, I'm in development on is literally a walkthrough of how to onboard, um, funds buy your first crypto. Um, mm -hmm. I like to use ETH as an, as a good example, because you can, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, reputable wallets out there for, for non-custodial wallets. And then you can do a DeFi transaction. You can hop on mm. Uniswap and just do a quick swap from ETH to USDC. And then follow that process, that paper trail on a block explorer like Etherscan. So yeah, that, like, that's great. Yeah, yeah that's getting, the kind of yeah, yeah information exactly. people will, will, will need. But I just want to um, finish this um, question about the training. So after we hire people, like I said, pretty much every single person we hired, uh, we have to train them from scratch. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do have a few people who, when we hire them, they claim to be experienced because they have been doing this similar work like on Fiverr artwork for a year or even more. And it turned out in pretty much every single case, we have to retrain them from scratch because the way they have been doing it is just totally wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's actually more difficult to train people who already have certain experience because they see themselves as experienced. They're like, okay, I know this stuff. I know how to do. It. And so they may have some bad habits and uh, yeah, it's difficult. Of course, maybe once they get over that, then they're learning, you know, speed is usually a little bit faster than people who are brand new. Uh, but we have uh, training programs. So uh, because I also am passionate about education and uh, I have been actually creating like uh, online courses, things like that. So I think I do have some experience in uh, training, teaching. So I put together our internal training program and we do training you know, on an ongoing basis. And every year, at least two times a year, we have a full uh, training program, a multi-day training program for the whole team. So for example, uh, we have one upcoming in January uh, before the starting official start of the tax season, we do that. And then usually somewhere mid-year after the, whole, the the first part of tax season is over, we look at what happened and any new changes, uh, new law, things like that. We do a mid-year update. Uh, so that's how we do the training. That's very good. That's very interesting. And I think it's, it's you know, it's necessary, like you're, t like you're saying, when you have a lack of, of active experienced people within the field you really have to go out there and, and cultivate your own uh talent yourself internally mm -hmm. so that's awesome yep. um 
So uh, my final question, I just wanted to ask you, in your opinion, what what qualities should a good crypto tax professional possess? You've already kind of alluded to this a little bit, but and how do you evaluate candidates uh, for these qualities? Um, I know you've, you've said that there's a little bit of a challenge there, but, but what are the main things you evaluate? Yeah, so when we look at a candidate, uh, we look at a few things. First, of course, like I already mentioned, uh, they must be personally a crypto investor. Uh, and it also depends on how much investment experience. Someone who just bought some crypto and then put it in a cold wallet or, or exchange, just holding it, a, hold, a holder is not a hodder. Oh, okay, how do you pronounce that name? Hodler, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hodler, <laughs> right? Is <laughs> um, not as good as someone who's been active trading, got into DeFi, liquidity pools, you know, uh, staking, you know, doing some mining, all kinds of crazy things. Of course, we prefer, you know, someone who has very diverse experience and crazy about crypto and also, uh, want to see if they are continuously learning. That's very important, okay? Because the crypto industry, like I mentioned earlier, is developing so fast, every day almost something new. Uh, so if they are interested in this thing, they would be very passionate about it and then keep learning every day you know, about new things and trying out new things. That's one quality we look at. And then also, of course, their background. Like I said, uh, if they have accounting background, that's definitely a preference. Uh, and also any work-related experience. If they have already been uh, having at least some experience uh, dealing with crypto clients themselves, uh, they already get an understanding people's needs are uh, and if that's the case, we look at how exactly they handle those situations. And unfortunately, in most cases, the candidates we interview, they are like, yeah, I have been serving crypto clients for the past year. Uh, like one individual, uh, they're telling me that, uh, yeah, I served several hundred crypto clients. So I said, wow, that's fantastic. I was like, how did you serve so many crypto clients? I said, so so, so tell me how, how you did it. Oh, yeah, I just asked them to provide me with the... Uh, the, the, the capital gains report. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, but did you review it? Oh no, I said, do you know how they did it? Oh yeah, I, they said they used the software and then generate the form. So I just put it on their tax return. I, I have to tell them, I said, that is not cost serving it's, a crypto. It client. sounds like you have hundreds of new potential clients for rework, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look backs and uh, yeah. Wow. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, we have to look at their real uh, experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and also we look at, uh, we uh, give them, every candidate, we give them a pre-hire uh, uh, assessment test. All right, so it's a case uh, that we send them a few wallet addresses. Uh, we tell them, hey, this is the software we use for almost all our clients. Currently, we are using contracting.info, although we are open to other software as well, and we're in the process of trying to add more software to you know, our toolkit. Uh, but we use that because we are very familiar with it. And so we say, hey, here are a few wallet addresses. Put in to this account and do the reconciliation. Let us know if you encounter any problems, uh, any in additional information you need, uh, and see if they are able to, uh, you know, at least do a pretty decent job. Uh, so the wallets we, wallet addresses we send them, they are on multi-chain. So we wanted to see if they're able to realize that, you know, because if they don't import all the chains, they will end up with missing transactions, you know, things like that. And their tax report will be totally wrong. 
so we are trying to test and see how, you know, how good they are in that sense, whether they are willing to. And then we point them to the software instructions and say, hey, you know, the software has a huge support database. You can search for different instructions, questions, answers, things like that. Uh, you should be able to handle most of the things on your own. And if you still cannot find the answer, you can ask us, hey, I have this problem. I don't have a way to resolve it. Uh, well, most candidates, they wanted to show off. Uh, they did not come back to us. And then they finished the reconciliation, so-called. And then, of course, it's all wrong. Uh, so that's another thing we, we, uh, we uh, look at, whether you have the whether you are humble enough to ask for help to admit that you don't know it. If someone comes in that they, they pretend to know everything, we don't want this person. Right, yeah. right. You need to be humble in this industry, I think, because like, I, like you say, and like you allude to, it's, it, it's constantly changing. I know a lot of you know, crypto tax professionals who they've really only just worked with, with Bitcoin. And so if you haven't experienced ETH or, you know, uh, Avalanche or Polygon or anything like that, you've not experienced DeFi and it's just a whole new Pandora's mm -hmm. box of chaos and, and fun, but, um, yeah. you know, bridges yeah. and bridging to different networks and things oh, like yeah. that. It's all, you know, it, it's all incredibly important. And I love that you do a skill-based test like that because otherwise, you know, first of all, you weed up people who are, who are arrogant like that. And, mm -hmm. and, um, you kind of give people a reality check that, Hey, this is a humbling practice and it really requires that you put your full effort in and you also ask questions as needed. It's, it's not, oh, yeah. there's no shame so, in asking questions. None of yeah. us know everything. Yeah. Yeah. So after they finish that assessment, they send it to us. We always get on zoom with them and ask them to walk us through his whole process. How did you do the reconciliation? Okay. What issues you encountered? How did you resolve it? And through that process, we see exactly this person's skill set. And in many cases, uh, they some people were able to do it very fast. And then when we ask them the whole process, they it, we realize it's just like totally wrong. Okay. So we started to explain to them what's the correct way. So a few things we uh, observe. One is whether they are uh, acceptive. If they start to argue with us, saying that, no, 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 this should be this, should be that, uh, or uh, if they don't understand what they explain to them, meaning that their learning is not so fast, then of course we don't want those people. And and so, yeah, so the, the one common thing is that, yeah, some people, they thought they are the expert. They started to argue with me. And then I have to tell them, I said, unfortunately, I, I'm telling you, I have more than 20 years experience as a CPA. I was the senior tax manager at Big Four. Okay, I am a crypto investor for more than five years. Stuff. I know my stuff. <laughs> I know my stuff. And I, I actually, I was advising the IRS uh, wait, right before um, uh, COVID started. So I got invited to uh, the IRS first uh, or inaugural uh, digital currency or, or virtual currency summit uh, in Washington, D.C. They only invited like 20, 30 people, including very high like Coinbase, all those uh, big players. Um, so, yeah. So if the IRS is asking for my advice, I guess I know something, right? <laughs> I'd so imagine. I have to shut them down like that. And of course, that person didn't get hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's all very interesting stuff. And it's really great to get a perspective of someone who's been so deep in this for such a long time. So yeah. I really appreciate your time today, Sharon. You're and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, I love uh, our, our discourse on, um, on LinkedIn. And I'm glad to be connected. Yes, yes. Thank you again for having me.